Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is March the 16th, 2020. I got about five different episodes for this uh five different segments for this episode i hope you enjoy it um again i'm gonna start off with the coronavirus thing um like i said guys i just employ you to just just be considerate of others don't don't go to the store and buy everything in sight because other people need supplies supplies also um you know we we don't know how long this thing is gonna last you know we got i'm not a republican or a democrat and i don't want to turn my podcast and some into some kind of political you know sideshow um you know but trump is not the right guy to run this country and I don't know who is, but you you can't say that this thing is just going to go away. And you've got, you know, some of the world's foremost experts behind you contradicting everything that you say. I mean, that's that's just beyond politics. Right. I mean, a lot of people in this country just vote. You know, with their heart and not with their mind. Right. They they want to go with the guy that's going to do the least for the people that they don't like. Like if I'm black, for example, if I'm black and if I don't like, say, white people and I it's a candidate that doesn't want to do anything for white people, then I would vote for that guy as an example. And that's not how I feel. I got to emphasize that as an example. And and that's how people vote. They don't vote for the guy or female that can do the job the best and take care of everyone. They want to vote for the guy that's going to slight people. And that's just you're we're paying for that now. You put a guy in office that cut the funding to medical research and infectious diseases. And now you got a pandemic right so it's just it's you you have to stop voting with your heart or whatever you're voting with i don't know if it's your heart or your mind but you just have to figure out some kind of rational way to vote for a candidate that is going to do the job fairly and effectively across the board and that's it whatever way you get to that point you we need As a country, we need to get to that point, man. And the only reason why I even speak, I'm speaking on politics is because I just see people going to stores and just buying like buggies full of toilet paper, not non-perishable goods, not, you know, band-aids or ointment, um, you know, um, toilet paper. Like if we go into an apocalypse right now, you 
I mean, are you really going to care if your butt is wiped or not? Because I'm not. I want to have the essential things for survival. Medicine. Gauze. Band-Aids. You know, Neosporin ointment. Uh, allergy pills. Um, you know, just the essential things that will help me get through whatever and you know be sensible be sensible respect the fact that other people are going to need soap other people are going to need hand sanitizer and soap and what i said on yesterday's episode soap and water is more effective than hand sanitizer whatever you have to do to get to a sink with soap to wash your hands that is the most effective way to get rid of any germs the universal solvent solvent is water all right so again be sensible be reasonable be respectful don't hurt anybody trying to buy some toilet paper all right let's get to the florida state stuff first up peter warwick peter warwick's catch in the national championship game against virginia tech in 2000 versus Kelvin Benjamin's catch in 2014. Um, And these were the national championship games, of course. Uh, Benjamin against Auburn in the BCS national championship. Which was better? And, I mean, it was a high degree of difficulty on both catches, man. Um, And both catches had DBs draped all over them. Peter Wark was the smaller guy, um, the more athletic guy. Benjamin is 6'5". I think he was probably 230, 240 when he caught that. He didn't look it. Um, it's, it's, it's hard. I, I think I'm going to have to go with Peter Warwick as the more difficult catch just because he's the smaller guy. He had a DB draped all over him. He he didn't have the physical attributes that Benjamin had. He he caught it, almost fumbled it in midair, and caught it again. I mean, it's it's to me it's one of the best catches in Florida State history. And then I would say Kelvin Benjamin, and then the Omar Ellison catch. Um. So. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Peter Warwick, man. I just felt like, uh, you know, it's just one of the most iconic plays in Florida State history. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. Next segment is entitled Danny Connell, not celebrated enough. All right. Um, Danny Connell waited two years to get on the field. He played behind Charlie Ward. Um, and when he finally got on the field, he made a uh, first team all ACC. Um, both years he played. We also, I think we took our first ACC loss when he was the quarterback. That was against Virginia. I would have to, hold on. I can look that up. Let's see. 
Just bear with me here for a moment. Still looking, still looking, still looking. Still looking. Yeah, that was against Virginia. Florida State has stopped at the goal line for their first ACC loss. That was against uh, Virginia. Does it? Doesn't say. It doesn't say the rest of it, but it is what it is, man. Danny Connell had a heck of a career. Um, let's see, looking at some of his passing stats. He also played baseball. He threw his first year, he threw for 27-81, 17 touchdowns. His second year starting, he threw for 29-57, 32 touchdowns. Um, in neither game were we... He had a long NFL career. He played from 1996 to 2004. So, you know, he he um he was a pretty decent quarterback. But uh he's just it's just he's he's the guy that came after a Heisman Trophy winner and just those guys historically at Florida State didn't do well. Um so, but I remember him just from the choke at the doke, and uh, the first he he was the guy who um, first ACC loss against Virginia. So it is what it is, man. Um, let me know what you think about that. Danny Connell not celebrated enough. Next segment is entitled "Can Scary Terry Become a Complete Receiver?" And right now he just he just runs go routes. Let's let's just call it what it is. He doesn't run the 15 yard out and he probably doesn't because blackman prop isn't accurate enough to get the ball to him he has the strong arm to get it to him but i don't think blackman can throw 15 yards on a rope i think he would probably throw it out of bounds <laughs> um he's got to learn the route tree man i i say scary terry reach out to terrell owens because he terrell owens was a big receiver, 6'3", 225. I mean, could run the whole route tree. You know, get on Twitter and reach out to him, man. Because I, I, I think you have the talent to be one of the greatest ever. You're definitely a deep threat. You got that down, Pat. Now if you could just run the slant, run the deep uh, out, run the deep in, run the post, do all of that. I mean, run the dig route and just become a complete receiver, man. Um, I think you got the talent. I don't know if you have the agility to do that. Um, Terrell Owens was a very agile big man. Um, so whatever tools of the trade or even Julio Jones, Julio Jones is a big receiver. I would reach out to him. I think some of those guys would, you know, receivers like, um, 
unlike any other position, they actually give back to other receivers. Um, so I would love to see that, man. I would love to see you. I mean, even reach out to Peter Ward or Javon Walker or, you know, some of the great receivers that have come through our program. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. Can Scary Terry become a complete receiver? Um, my next segment is entitled, can we get Saturday morning cartoons back, man? I'm, you know, I grew up in the eighties and, um, you know, Saturday morning cartoons was a staple. All right. Me and my sister would damn near, it, it was whoever woke up first controlled the TV for Saturday morning cartoons. So I'm not ashamed to admit it. I watched My Little Pony. I watched Jim, G-E-M. Okay? I watched Strawberry Shortcake because I was forced to. All right? Um, But sometimes I would wake up first. And she had to watch Bigfoot and Silverhawks and He-Man and uh, Humanoids. If you young cat, you don't know nothing about those cartoons. So... Somewhere along the line, the government legislated Saturday morning cartoons off of public TV. So all you got now is Cartoon Network. The only cartoon that I can really get up with right now is The the Amazing World of Gumball. That is hilarious. Um, That's it. They, I mean, I seen something on... on uh, Cartoon Network called Onion and Tomato or something. That is crazy. They got a cartoon with an onion and a tomato. All right. So let me know what you think about that segment, man. Um, Can Saturday morning cartoons ever make a comeback? Um, That's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. Um, it's available wherever you um, listen to your podcast at. Um, again, people, use use common sense when you out here in the street, man. Don't don't get caught up in any large crowds because we don't know who got this coronavirus. Be safe. Protect yourself. Be sensible. Be respectful. And we can get through this. All right. Um I want to thank everyone that listens on a daily basis or if you listen at all. I appreciate your support. And as always, go Knowles.